Hello and welcome to a special edition of The Jewish Views. Over the past couple of years, this program has on many occasions discussed the ongoing problem of anti-Semitism that appears to have plagued the Labour Party. During that time, we have spoken to many representatives of the party who have done their part to reassure the Jewish community that they are doing everything they can to try and tackle the problem, with the exception of one individual, Labour leader himself Jeremy Corbyn. That is, of course, until now. News editor for the Jewish News, Justin Cohen, got the opportunity this week to speak to Mr Corbyn at Westminster, and here's what happened. I want to start by asking you, um, 1,500 Jewish people felt compelled to come onto the streets of London this week to protest against your handling of anti-Semitism and your party's handling of anti-Semitism. Some of those people are ready to call you personally an anti-Semite. How does that make you feel personally? I'm not an anti-Semite in any way. Never have been, never will be. I have opposed racism in any form all my life. It's the way I was brought up. It's the way I've lived my life. I recognize the hurt that's felt within the community. And that's why I responded immediately with an invitation to the Jewish Leadership Council and the Board of Deputies to come and meet me. And I did say that the processes in our party had to be speeded up and that all of the recommendations of uh, the Chakrabarti report had to be carried out so that we could address the issue. But basically, it's also to say very bluntly to a lot of people, anti-Semitism is a cancer in our society. And it has resurfaced across Europe and in Britain in recent years, and it has affected many people's lives and has to be challenged at every single turn. But to see all those people feeling so passionately about this case and to come out onto the streets in 1,500 people at such short notice, I mean, did that, you, you've got a history, as you say, of fighting racism you know, across the board. Does that make you embarrassed? Were you ashamed at that moment? Makes me determined to root out anti-Semitism. You've made clear that you're a fighter against anti-Semitism. It's something that you've repeated mm-hmm. uh, on many sure. occasions. Sure. But however, you have found yourself sitting next to and supporting people who have clearly expressed anti-Semitic views, people who you knew had expressed anti-Semitic views. I, I think of, in particular of Red Salah, who had been banned the previous year from this country for inciting hatred in Israel, who was accused of a blood libel, among many other things, and yet you called him an honoured citizen. I met Raid Salah after he had appealed the case. He, was, he came to Britain as an Israeli citizen and was given normal access and normal entry. There was later a ban order placed on him by the Home Office, which he challenged in court and was then released on a, essentially a house bail. He then challenged in court the whole process and actually won his case of his right to be visiting Britain. I met him because he is a significant, very significant figure in the Israeli-Palestinian community, is an Israeli national. I questioned him immediately on the whole blood libel issue, which he emphatically denied during our conversation. And the conversation I had with him was on the lines of what kind of future peace can there be? What kind of relationship can there be between Israel and a Palestinian state? And how is that going to work out in the future? Does it mean I agree with 
everything he's ever said? Obviously not. He was later convicted in Israel on that case, but that was not a pending case at that time, as I understand it. Just to be clear. But I did make my position extremely clear to him, and I felt it was right to have that discussion. You have to have discussions with people. He is a significant figure within the Israeli-Palestinian community, as I'm sure you're aware. Just to be clear, though, you've said in the past that he didn't say anything anti-Semitic to you, which no, is all, all well and good. But no, he didn't. In, as far as I'm aware, in 2011, he was accused in Israel. And in 2012, when he was still banned from his country, it was at that point that you said you'd be happy to welcome him to tea in Parliament. That was when he was here after he... Uh, in fact, he was here, and then the, the order was placed by the Home Office on him after he'd arrived, which was a little unusual, because he was already here. Okay. Again, it was a, as a visitor, but I met him, I set out my views, I asked him for his views, we had a discussion about future prospects for peace and a two-state solution to the Middle East crisis. Can you understand why calling someone who had been accused of what he had been an honoured citizen would be extremely offensive to it the Jewish was, community? Um, inclusive polite language I used which I now recognize of course can easily be misinterpreted my view to him was I wanted to hear what he had to say I did ask him quite specifically on the points you've raised so you, you regret the, the words you used at the time well they, they're inappropriate absolutely yeah. another expression of regret that you've made personally was in relation to your description of Hamas and Hezbollah as friends you, you told Parliament a select committee that you regretted that language mm. can you fully see that to call a group groups that mm. want me dead, that want our readers dead, that want all their relatives in Israel dead and around the world, means that you're bound to be of a major concern to many, many the, Jews. The context was a discussion about the future peace in the Middle East. It was a meeting in a room, not dissimilar to this kind of room, but bigger. And I used that language. I obviously realise this can be misinterpreted, and indeed has been. I clearly do not support their views, but I do recognise, and I'm sure everyone else does, that there has to be a peace process that involves all groups within the Middle East, and that indeed is what many people have attempted to bring bring about over the past decades. As I say, you, you have expressed regret before. This would be a good opportunity to, to make... Of course, I do. I absolutely express regret. Do, do, yes. you, do you apologise as well as you, look, as you did this I week? Apologize for, I apologise for any offence and hurt cause. What I want to see is an end to anti-Semitism in our society. What I want to see is a peaceful... A solution to the issues facing the Middle East, and that means uh, my party's position is a two-state solution, which I'm sure your readers are well aware of. On, on the subject of, of Hezbollah, you have uh, attended in the past a number of Al-Quds Day parades. Hezbollah's views towards the Jewish community again and towards obliterating Israel, and you've said you support the existence of the State of Israel. You've said mm. that anything other than that is actually anti-Semitic. So... Why were you standing? I made, I made my view there that they had, there had to be a just solution for the whole region. That means that the settlement policy should end, the occupation of the West Bank should end, and that will lead us to an effective two-state solution. As you know, my party's policy, which Ed Miliband led us on, was for recognition of Palestine alongside Israel, and that we included in our manifesto as well. Indeed, in Parliament, that was what was voted for. Hezbollah's flag has a gun on it. You marched with that flag repeatedly. I do not support Hezbollah. 
you shouldn't so you shouldn't have been at that march or well, those marches I'd rather the I'd rather the flag hadn't been there Listen, about, I was on a, I was on a march for the rights of Palestinian people, and I think there are many people in Israel who would also recognise there has to be justice for the Palestinian people, and that means the um, settlement policy and the occupation has to end. As you say, each of those three points, and obviously we could talk about many other specific cases, mm. come back in your own words to you supporting the Palestinian cause, a cause which many in the Jewish community are happy to support, and Indeed. it's a, obviously a just cause. Indeed, there are many Jewish people on all the Palestinian events, particularly those organised by Palestine Solidarity Campaign, and I work with them. Indeed, there are a number of rabbis attend them, and that's absolutely right and proper, because Actually, the um, solution is essentially one where you have to recognise the rights of all people in order to bring about peace. Do you regret, again, are you sorry about attending those marches for Hezbollah under that flag? Look, I've said my piece in Parliament and here about Hezbollah and Hamas and I've made my position clear on this. I do not support what their aims are. I do believe you have to engage in political discourse with people that you fundamentally disagree with. And indeed, at any one time, any society that's going to embark on a peace process has to engage with people they disagree with, otherwise you're never going to get peace. Absolutely. And again, uh, people in the Jewish community, even senior Israeli figures, military figures, have in the past well, indeed, advocate, um, have advocated Indeed, Mossad, have often, Mossad themselves have often said that. Certain actually. figures in, in that. Yeah. However... Again, I don't know how to describe it, but you seem to have been willing over many years and consistently to overlook the inconvenient truth of people you've associated with background, what you knew to be the allegations against them, what you knew to be the Hamas charter because you had this support for the Palestinian cause. Surely there are people in the Palestinian cause that you felt able to associate with who hadn't said this other trouble. If people turned up at Palestine meetings that I've been at and have indulged in language of Holocaust denial or have indulged in anti-Semitic language or have abused people because of their faith, what we've done, we've chucked them out. And we've done so. And I've been at meetings where I voted for people to be excluded because of their language and the use that they put to it. There is, there is no place for that kind of thing in bringing about a serious peace process. I will, I will come back to that and I, I will talk about what, what's been done and what still needs to be done in terms of the current. A, a couple okay. more questions on, on this. This is quite a, a powerful question to put to a leader of the opposition and I've not had to do something like that before, but is it simply that you cared more about Palestinian rights than the allegations that were put repeatedly by mainstream Jewish communities about anti-Semitism of those you associated with? Not at all. Anti-Semitism is a poison and an evil and wrong that brought about the genocide and the Holocaust against the Jewish people in Germany and many, many other countries. It's what our parents' generation fought to defeat. I think there has to be a process to bring about peace in the Middle East and that has to involve justice for the Palestinian people as I've consistently repeated an end to the occupation and of the settlement policy so that Palestinians can also grow up in peace and their own security. The best security is peace. It's always peace, the best security. You've obviously been a a, a flag bearer for the Palestinian cause for for many years on the back benches. As I say, a a very just cause, a very important cause. Mm. But we've also seen during the course of the last couple of years that almost every case of 
suspensions or expulsions that you've brought about under your leadership for anti-Semitism have been people that consider themselves to be fighters for the Palestinian cause who have crossed the line into anti-Semitism. You've acknowledged this week that it's more than a few bad apples in the Labour movement. Is this a problem within the pro-Palestinian movement in general? I don't think it's a general problem in the pro-Palestinian movement. I think there are anti-Semitic people who latch on to all kinds of causes. But in my experience in the Palestine Solidarity Campaign, they've been absolutely assiduous and specific. They're not accepting Holocaust denial. They're not allowing anti-Semitic behaviour to take place. And of the Labour Party cases, that some of which I inherited on becoming leader, there's been 300 references since 2015, 60 are still under investigation, 24 have gone to the National Constitutional Committee and 24 roughly went to a, a final warning and 150 were either expelled or um, resigned from the party. That represents 0.02% of the party m membership and there are other cases pending and I've said to newly appointed General Secretary, who actually takes office next week, that her first priority has to be the full implementation of the Chakrabarti report, and there has to be an appointment as soon as we can of a in-house lawyer, legal team, to ensure that there is a proper approach to all of these cases, and of the I understand 70 cases due to be dealt with immediately. They must be dealt with as quickly as possible. And I've looked again at the procedures. And what is, after all, a member-led organisation, and it means getting lay members together procedurally to deal with committees and appeals. So I've looked at ways in which we can speed that up. I am not... I'm the leader of the party, I'm very proud to be, but there are rules and processes that I have to follow, and that is right and proper, and I'm making sure they are followed. Because everyone deserves a fair hearing, both the accused and the accuser, and a proper investigation of their case, because it's obviously a major thing to be accused of something like that. How do you explain to our readers who really don't understand, they really honestly, genuinely, I, I can't stress it you know, enough, mm. they don't understand how, as an anti-racist, you have repeatedly come to be associated, linked, support these people while still saying you've got this zero tolerance approach? I'm zero tolerant of racism. I want to see, as I've repeated, a peace process in the Middle East. I want to see a society free of the scourge of racism. And our party conference last year passed a very clear and very strict rule on this and that has been repeated to all party members. There is also an education process in place which we will develop even further because I want people to understand what it is like to be accused of something because of your ethnicity, because of your faith, because of where you come from, which is completely wrong at one level very hurtful but also very dangerous and corrosive to our whole society and so today I just say quite clearly anti-Semitism is completely wrong as is any other form of racism. I've been writing for, for two, two and a half years now that, that you are uniquely placed to have an impact on people within the, the Labour movement, the pro-Palestinian movement that you've been such a, a passionate defender of and a passionate supporter of. So when I say to you that is this a problem in the Palestinian movement based on the facts which are 
most of the people who have been suspended are activists that have crossed the line into anti-Semitism. Do you accept that there's, you know, is it more than a few bad apples there as well? It, it, you know, is there, a, is there a general problem? There is a problem of anti-Semitism within our society. Is there a general problem with everybody who supports the Palestinians' right to exist in peace? No. Are there some people that latch themselves onto that who do hold anti-Semitic views? Obviously there has been, and obviously they have to be challenged, and that is what we've been doing. Why didn't you challenge them through your 30-year career to the extent that you're challenging them now? I just told you I did. On Palestine Solidarity Campaign conferences, we voted to remove people who had um, behaved in an anti-Semitic way or been practicing Holocaust denial. And that is very clear, and you can ask those within the Palestine Solidarity Campaign, they're very, very clear about that. They want peace, they want a solution. There are obviously also many instances where it appears that that wasn't the case, but let's, let's move on. A lot of people have been saying this week that to raise your past associations, and I don't, I don't think you're disputing the fact that, you know, you met Red Salah, you spoke to this person or that person, uh, you've explained that all within the context of, the, of, your, uh, of your pro-Palestinian approach. However, some people are suggesting that to raise your connections amount to a smear. Is it legitimate for me to ask you about those questions or is that a smear in itself? No, of course not a smear. I mean, it's perfectly reasonable to raise any question about one's public profile activities. And so I don't see that as a smear. I hope that I get a fair hearing and I hope that I get a recognition that all of my life I've opposed racism in any form, be it the National Front, the BNP, English Defence League, whatever else, in my time as MP in Islington North or before that a councillor in Harringay or before that as an anti-racist activist in rural Shropshire in the 1970s. I go back a long way on this. Yes, I know you do do keep on saying that. Well, it's true. I do do get what you're saying. There there are, you know, you you have been strong in many areas. There's no doubt about one of the most strong people in Parliament. However, do you, okay, do, do you understand that why our readers would have such concern about these past associations and your suitability to be their Prime Minister? They've asked the questions, and that's reasonable. My answer is, I want to see peace. I'm opposed to anti-Semitism in any form, and I've made that abundantly clear. And I think your readers will accept that the letter that I sent on Sunday in relation to the um, uh, statements put out and my offer to meet the... um, Board of Deputies and the Jewish Leadership Council constitute that. I've also been very proud to work with uh, the Jewish community locally and continue to do so. After all, I was uh, one of the, I was one person who was very clear on commemorating the contribution made by Jewish people to my community. I prevented, or was one of those to help prevent the building over on a Jewish cemetery, for example. And I think that's important that we have an inclusive society that recognises the contribution we all make and the massive contribution made by Jewish activists and intellectuals to the Labour movement in Britain. After all, they were there at the founding of the Labour Party. I understand that. We're going to come on to where we are now with the current party sure. and, and, and fighting uh, anti-Semitism. I, I wanted to first ask you, though, as you will be aware, I've been trying to get this interview for three years since before you became leader of the party, why has it not happened until now and, and, and why today? You've come today and I'm delighted you're here and we're having this interview. I was invited, I didn't get yeah, <laughs> Well, anyway, I'm very pleased you're here and I'm delighted to welcome you to my office. Obviously, it's a matter of regret. We haven't had the opportunity to have this conversation before, but we are having it now and surely that's a good thing. I, I think our readers, though, may 
have suspicions about about why now they they might think that if we had been talking about offence to the black community or the Muslim community, and they'd experienced problems with racism involved with with the party, that you'd have done something before now? I have dealt with racism in any form within our party and indeed racism within our society. I represent a very mixed community. Islamophobia is a problem and has been a growing problem. And I've obviously locally met people from the mosque and so on to try and deal with that and indeed Muslim women group because they've suffered the most in exactly the same way that many Jewish people have suffered abuse as well. In the abuse is wrong, whoever it's against. In the letter this week um, from the community leadership, yeah, yeah. they pointed out the specific difference between anti-Semitism and other forms of racism in that Jews are seen as all-powerful and unlike with any other racism. Do you, do you recognise that difference? Yes, I do recognise the way in which it's presented, which obviously is, um, is completely unacceptable, and I do not uh, allow or subscribe in any way to those kind of theories. Are you ready now, though, to when you talk about these issues, to separate those those, those to recognise that when you're talking about anti-Semitism, it doesn't necessarily need to follow with and all forms of racism because there is this difference. Well, there is a difference, and I understand and accept that. And um, in uh, conference speeches, I have made that extremely clear that I do recognise the specificity of anti-Semitism. In the last few days alone in your party, we've seen a, a candidate removed for alleged Holocaust denial, MPs who came out to protest against anti-Semitism being targeted by the, the blog Squawk Box, which supports you. We had a count, the Jewish councillors in Haringey speaking out about the horrific treatment they've faced. Surely this makes you profoundly concerned, again, even ashamed. Any, any abuse makes me profoundly concerned, and any abuse that's done is certainly not done in my name. People have a right to speak out and have a right to demonstrate and that surely is something that's intrinsic in any democratic society and I will not tolerate abuse of people for their beliefs. As, as a fighter of, of racism all your life, are you, are you not ashamed to, when you see that, when you see a daily drip feed? I've made it very, very clear and social media at its best is the most wonderful form of communication, at its worst has a multiplier effect of the nastiest and most negative comments that are possible and that is a problem in our society. I'm, st- I'm just interested in you as a human being who's mm. fought racism all your life. When you see that stuff every single day, I know how the Jewish community feels. Of course I'm concerned. Of course I want to do something about it, and that's what I'm Is doing. Not, not, not ashamed to see that in your, the party Look, you've led? Our you party mean? is a party that has opposed racism ever since its foundation. Our party is the one that first introduced the Race Relations Act. Our party is the one that introduced the Equalities Act and the Human Rights Act. Our party is very, very clear on that. If there are people that are committing racist or abusive acts within the party, then we have a process for dealing with them. I've given you the figures of the outstanding cases. There are no doubt others in the pipeline, and I've tasked our new general secretary, I've asked her to get onto this immediately when she takes office next Tuesday. There have been a number of MPs who spoke at the rally and other MPs who have been very comfortable with talking about the party that they've been attached to their whole lives and saying how ashamed they are to see this stuff. I don't, I don't see why you, you don't feel that you can go that far. Look, I want to be proud of our party. That's why I want to deal with these issues, and that's what I'm doing. Luciana Berger was obviously the MP who highlighted the mural mm. and your comments around that in, uh, from 2012. Just going through her timeline, 
last night, accused by people of being in the wrong party for bringing it up, accused of being a racist because of her links to Labour Friends of Israel, accused of, of the old smear campaign issue uh, and facing personal threats herself. I wonder if you can make it clear that anyone who is expressing such views you don't want the support of and you totally distance themselves from that. Absolutely. Luciana has suffered terrible abuse and I support her in being the victim of that abuse. It's completely wrong and as I've said none of it can be done in our name or in my name. It's just not acceptable. Abuse against anybody in our party and it's particularly women MPs and the women, the two women who've received the most abuse appear to be Luciana Berger and Diane Abbott. Diane has received massive abuse, as has Luciana, and it's equally wrong. Okay, but I'm, I'm talking uh, absolutely, <laughs> obviously anti-black racism is wrong, of course. As, as, as any other racism is wrong. I'm, I'm talking about Luciana and the specific yeah. abuse she received as a result of standing up against anti-Semitism at mm. this rally. You, you don't she should not be abused. How, how will you get that message across to people? Because your supporters don't seem to get it. Well, some of them. I have made it very clear. A message is being sent to all party members. A message has been sent to members of parliament, and I've made it very clear in the very public statements that I put in the letter that I sent to, in reply to the request from the Jewish Leadership Council and the Board of Deputies. And you'll continue to make that clear to Abs- absolutely. Listen, I want the imagination the creativity and the contribution of everybody in our party free from let and hindrance and free from any racist abuse or threats of racist abuse so, so regardless of what impact it might have for you at the polls you don't want these people who are abusing luciana who are abusing other MPs i don't want anybody on, on who's Monday. abusing anybody else okay you don't want their support no. one of the other mps that was targeted last night was was david lammy who there were support, supporters in again in Haringey who were calling for his deselection because he turned out to support the rally against anti-Semitism. Again, will you make it clear that you don't want anyone deselected or moved towards... I don't them? want anybody abused. I don't want David Lammy abused or anybody else abused. It's simply wrong. And I make that absolutely clear. And he shouldn't be... Okay, and he, he shouldn't be deselected. Well, it's up to the local party... For, for, for attending... No, wait, wait a minute. No, of course, not for that, no. Obviously, uh, the local parties must decide what they want to do in the future. But I just make it very clear. David Lammy is a colleague, a friend of mine. I admire what he stands for and, and what he does, and he should not be condemned for that. You've, you've, as you said, you've gone further than ever before this week to acknowledge the problem in the party. You've said it's more than I've gone further than any other Labour leader in instituting the Chakrabarti inquiry and in re- dealing with our procedures in producing an education programme from our members, of writing to all members. And indeed, party membership is now bigger than it's been for probably most of my lifetime, if not longer. And it's now well over half a million members. And I'm very keen that all those members feel comfortable and at home in the Labour Party, able to express their views, free from any intolerance, abuse or racism of any sort. And absolutely unacceptable in any form is anti-Semitism. A lot of your closest supporters are still calling allegations of anti-Semitism smears. We had Chris Williamson. Today, earlier on today, Diane Abbott retweeted someone who said that they're glad more people are joining the party because of the the dangerous smears of anti-Semitism against you. Will you again make clear? Are they they smears? 
I am not an anti-Semite in any form. Therefore, it's unfair to say that, and I would hope people would understand that. I'm, I'm talking about the allegations of anti-Semitism within the Labour Party. They're not smears, are they? You've recognised that. I recognise there is an existence of it. I've recognised the vitality, the importance, the crucial nature of getting rid of it. And that's what I'm doing. Okay. And do you, would you call on your supporters and, and, and your other support, uh, and non-supporters to, to stop calling the allegations of anti-Semitism in the party smears? Because it undermines the fight, doesn't it? The fight against anti-Semitism should be one that unites us all, all of us, everybody, because it's in our society, it is a dangerous poison, and that is what the message I would want to give out. So let's move the debate to where it's got to go, a society free of anti-Semitism. Can I ask you just about uh, Jewish Voice for Labour? They were supportive of a counter, well, they attended a counter demo to the, to the main one, last week. But they, they also put out a, uh, a press release saying that it was an attempt to influence local elections that has nothing to do with the real and necessary task of fighting racism and anti-Semitism. Will you distance yourself from that comment? Jewish Voices for Labour are committed to fighting anti-Semitism and committed to making sure there is a voice for Jewish people in the party. We already have a Jewish labour movement which originated as Paul Zion and became a Jewish labour movement. Jewish Voices for Labour was established last, last year and I think it is good that we have organisations in the party that are giving that voice to people and I'm not a member of it, I'm not a member of Jewish labour movement either, and obviously they can make their decisions what they do, but let's be clear about it. They're good people, they're in the party, they're in the party because they love and believe in it, they're in the party because they're socialists, just as people are in the JLM. Do, do you accept though that the, the, the majority opinion within the Jewish community was represented by the Board of Deputies and the JLC? I mean, to, to suggest otherwise, you know, just the Socialist Look, Workers' Party are within the Labour movement doesn't make them... Well, Socialist Workers' Party are not in the Labour Party. The Jewish Voices for Labour are within okay. in the Labour Party. They are making sure their voice is heard. Let's, um, I think we best leave it at that. Okay, and, and you supported their counter-demo against the... I didn't support either demonstration. I found out they were going on. It's up to people where and what they demonstrate about and I don't think it's my job to tell people where or where they should or shouldn't demonstrate. Okay, can I just ask you about Ken Livingstone? You'll be aware that for many people who are still members of the party, the, the presence of Ken Livingstone is a massive sore. You know, I, I think it's fair to say that if he was to remain that way, you would lose even more Jewish support. Do you think he has a place in the future of the, commu uh, of the, of the party? Ken was suspended in April 2016 for two years and a further administrative suspension after April 2018 was imposed by the outgoing General Secretary and that now has to be subject to investigation and um, Ken will have a, then have a right to be heard and that will be done. Do you want him to remain It's in the not party? up to me to decide what the justice or otherwise of the case is. There is a process, and I would um, rather just say the process is going on. There are legal considerations around all these processes, and it's very important that when a charge is made against somebody, it's accurate, it's correct, and it's thoroughly investigated, and it's decided on. I do not decide on the outcome of cases. That is the whole point of having a democratic structure in the Labour Party, and they will make that decision. But it will be investigated at the point that it would kick in, so to speak, which is when the first suspension is completed, which is the middle of next month. 
The charge has been made against you this week also that whether you like it or not, that you being leader has brought out and emboldened some of these figures who have expressed anti-Semitism. And you've made your position in terms of anti-Semitism very, very clear. But do you, are you ready to accept an element of responsibility yourself for what's, for what's currently I challenge anti-Semitism whenever it arises. And no anti-Semitic remarks or behaviour are done in my name and never w- would be done in my name. Our party membership is bigger than it's ever been, more active than it's ever been. I'm proud of that. I'm also very well aware that with leadership come responsibilities to ensure that our party is safe, secure, open and welcoming. That's why I appointed Shami Chakrabarti to undertake her inquiry, which she did. That's why I've tasked Jenny Formby with ensuring that it is fully adhered to and carried out. And that's why I'm also very clear there has to be an education programme within the party. And that's why I'm happy to have discussions with all groups on this. And indeed, I've met the Jewish Labour movement to discuss these issues and we'll do so again. Your Shadow Foreign Secretary was happy to describe you as a Zionist a few months ago, which people were quite surprised about. Is that a term which you would accept for yourself? Um, I wasn't quite sure in what context she meant that or said that. What I want to do is ensure there is a process that brings about peace in the Middle East, that a Labour government will be fully engaged in bringing that about. And we believe, as I've said at the earlier part of this interview, that involves recognition of the state of Palestine and ends the settlement policy and the occupation and a two-state future. Do you plan to visit Israel in the near future? Uh, At some point, yes, I'll be in the Middle East. There is no immediate plans at the moment. Okay, and one final thing. Would you be happy, you said you want inclusive, would you be happy to meet Benjamin Netanyahu if he was still Prime Minister at that point? Well, I'd be visiting the state of Israel, so yes, of course. You would, okay. Thank you. That was the leader of the Labour Party, Jeremy Corbyn, speaking to news editor Justin Cohen. If you would like to react to that interview, then you are most welcome to get in contact with us by either emailing studio at jewishviews.co.uk or you can contact us via social media. Find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash the Jewish Views or on Twitter, we are at Jewish Views UK. And of course, all of those details can be found at our website, jewishviews.co.uk. That is it for this special edition of The Jewish Views. All that's left for me to do is to say thank you to Jeremy Corbyn for taking the time to speak to Justin Cohen, our news editor at The Jewish News, but also to thank you at home for listening. Please remember that if you would like to listen again to this episode or indeed any other episode of The Jewish Views, then you can always go to our website, jewishviews.co.uk, where you will find the facility to listen again. The Jewish Views is brought to you in association with The Jewish News. I'm Phil Dave. Do join us next time here on The Jewish Views. Goodbye.